Welcome back to our Total Sense Bite Size episodes. I'm Tom Henske, and I'm here to help parents teach their kids about money. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I have a very unique guest. Now, if I told you the founder of Students Teaching Finance, you'd say, oh, okay. But this is a real student teaching finance, 11th grader from Indiana, Isaac Hertenstein. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me on Total Sense Time. I'm incredibly excited to talk with you and your audience today and just share a little bit more about students teaching finance and uh, talk about, you know, what parents can do to enrich financial literacy for their kids. Well, you know, we're going to try and clone you at the end of this, right? When everyone hears all the accomplishments you've had on this topic, uh, every parent is going to want you to come visit them for dinner and tell their kids about it because, wow, it is amazing. So, like, take us back. What got you interested in financial literacy? Yeah. So about two years ago, when I was in ninth grade, essentially, I founded Students Teaching Finance based off, you know, of course, my interest in financial literacy that I've had pretty much my entire life, as funny as that sounds. Um, so I'm fortunate to grow up uh, with parents who've taught me about some of the basic aspects of it. And that kind of piqued my own interest in personal finance in general. So throughout childhood, of course, I'd re read about it and uh, just had a very innate interest in it. Um, but then it sort of shifted to teaching other kids about it uh, once I reached high school age. And so I recognized some of the economic inequities in my community and learn about sort of how financial literacy plays into economic inequality and financial struggles. And so that really inspired me to uh, try to do something to teach other kids about financial literacy as well. Wow, hearing you say that, you sound more like a 40-year-old than a 18, 17, 16-year-old. Gosh, that's awesome. And now you did have a little bit of a leg up on one front because your parents are both teachers, but I think neither of them are teachers of personal finance. Did I read that right? Yeah. So neither of my parents, uh, like you mentioned, they're both teachers, of course, but neither of them have any education regarding finance in general. Um, but it's something that, you know, my dad in particular uh, researched a lot about and saw some of the struggles growing up with him and something that he wanted to change uh, in his life. And so by seeing that and changing his life, of course, he kind of taught me a little bit about personal finance along the way. Well, were you was there a personal finance class? You were well. You started this probably two and a half years ago, right? So you probably hadn't taken a personal finance class. Are there any personal finance classes in your school, or is there a club that's a personal finance type club other than what you're doing? Yeah, so there are no personal finance uh, clubs say at my high school in particular, and my high school does actually offer an optional personal finance course. Um, we are not one of the 15 states that require financial literacy, at least yet, although Indiana is looking to uh, pass a bill soon that will uh, mandate that in the next few years. Um, so I have actually not taken a personal finance class yet at my high school simply because it hasn't fit in my schedule. And it's, you know, one of those small classes that's only offered in one obscure time throughout the day. So um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to take it yet. But uh, it's something I hope other high schoolers, um, both in my school and around the country, will eventually have to. Well, that's a bummer. You need to get in that class. That's an easy A for you. Holy cow. Cool. So you're doing the teaching. Tell us about how that works. Yeah. So I wrote a financial literacy curriculum for specifically K through eight students that is through STF or through students teaching finance 
that I teach in the classrooms. And so it started off as a pretty small thing where I wrote, you know, six different lessons for uh, differentiated among elementary, intermediate and middle schools. And then with that curriculum, I've, of course, reached out to teachers and gone into classrooms and teach about 45 minute uh, basic lessons for financial literacy that cover a variety of sort of foundational topics that really interest the students and uh, having a peer teacher such as myself and the other high school students who teach this curriculum really excites kids, piques their interest about finance. And we hope that of course, going into high school, they may have to take this personal finance course. And even if they don't, uh, we hope we can peak their learning, I guess, uh, and sort of plant financial seeds that they'll continue learning either on their own or through school about in the rest of their lives. So I have to ask, as you've been teaching, any funny stories, the things that kids have said, or any kids stump you at all by a question they ask? What What's the experience been like? So I'm trying to think through that. I can't think of any, I guess, funny stories off the top of my head, but uh, it is really fun just interacting with the kids. You know, first graders will come up and run up and give you a hug in the middle of your lesson. And then you're just like, oh, I'll pat you back. Good job. Okay, please go sit back down. So <laughs> it can be fun. Uh, there's obviously, uh, kids are just so fun in general. So I love being in the classroom and teaching with them. I Like I said, I can't think of any specific funny stories, but it's really great to hear after the lessons, kids talk about how much they learned or uh, that, you know, they went home and hearing from their parents how much, you know, they're interested in exponential growth all of a sudden <laughs> and just learning a little bit about uh, how, you know, personal finance can really impact their lives. So have you seen any of the kids out in your normal life outside the classroom as you're walking around town or going to get a bite to eat? Do you run into any of the students? Yeah, it happens all the time. So I'm actually from rural Indiana, where my town's only like 10,000 people. Uh, so especially in such a small area, I run into kids all the time. You know, actually, one of my teacher's daughters was in uh, the one of the first grade classes I taught. So, you know, it's fun just to I'll see her after school sometimes roaming around the halls. So I see all these kids all around town and uh, it's great to interact with them outside of the classroom, too. So some kids your age get famous doing TikToks. You get famous teaching personal finance around town. I think that's a little more productive time. I love it. I love it. And tell me about the curriculum. Um, who can get the curriculum? Yeah, so the curriculum is actually freely available to literally anyone. Um, so it's on our website. Um, it's student teaching finance, or sorry, www.studentsteachingfinance.org. Um, and essentially, it's completely available for anyone to look at with no steps, no hurdles, nothing. Um, for parents or for teachers to look at and uh, try to utilize the curriculum. Uh, we do encourage kids who want to utilize the curriculum to start a chapter of student teaching finance where they're going in to teach it. But in reality, no one has to start a chapter. There's no steps. There's no account, nothing. It's freely available for anyone to look at and utilize in their lives. That's awesome. So powerful that you're doing that just uh, for the mission, which is great. And I think a lot of people in the financial literacy space it's more about the mission. It's not necessarily a business. So I would imagine that it's probably equally great for the kids who are teaching because they really have to know their stuff in order to teach. And they probably ingrain those lessons in their own heads. Do you find that too? Yeah, absolutely. So we try to at least initially work with other high school students who kind of have an interest already in economics or personal finance. Um, and But we've actually taught with kids who literally have never taken a class in the course and don't necessarily have an expressed interest in it. 
And uh, what's great about the lessons is because they cover pretty basic topics, especially the younger kids, it's very easy for the high school teachers to essentially self-teach uh, much of the concepts that they're teaching to the younger kids. So we find it's a great learning experience in terms of the actual content, as well as uh, going in front of a classroom of a bunch of like 30 middle schoolers can be a little intimidating and learning how to teach other kids and engage them and have fun along the way is a great learning experience in itself too. Right. Like things like just learning how to public speak, right? That's a, just doing that in, in and of itself is fantastic. So tell me now, what's the end goal for you? Where does this, where do you want this mission to go? And where do you see it going? Tell me a little about legislation and how you think that's going to play out. I'd be curious to hear all those things. Yeah. So student teaching finance essentially kind of has uh, three, what we call pillars of impact. And so the first one is education, which is where we go into the classrooms and teach this financial literacy curricula. So on the education standpoint, we want ideally, obviously pie in the sky to have every uh, K through eight student in the country to receive uh, personal finance education, whether that's our curriculum or anything else. We're not, <laughs> we're not picking and choosing. We just want everyone to have financial literacy. And if our resources can reach them first, that's great. And we want to spread as much as possible. So ideally, we'd have financial literacy uh, for those younger students to prepare them for older students. And so, as I mentioned, the second pillar is advocacy. And that plays into the whole uh, legislation aspect of student teaching finance and financial literacy in general, where, like I mentioned, only 15 states currently require a semester of personal finance to graduate um, and so our, our goal would be to have every state, of course, require that personal finance uh, semester. And um, we've advocated in Indiana for Senate Bill 35, which I believe recently passed the House and should go to uh, the state Senate very soon, which would require a semester of personal finance in my home state, uh, starting with the class of 2027. And so we hope to continue advocating for these bills, not just in Indiana, but everywhere, <laughs> obviously nationwide. And of course, to increase just financial literacy awareness and the power of it in impacting people's lives. And then the third pillar of impact for student teaching finance is conducting research on the efficacy of our curriculum and uh, essentially the, the effect of financial literacy from our source or from any source in people's lives in general. So, of course, that is more of a, a smaller goal, essentially just to measure our impact and the impact of financial literacy in general that doesn't necessarily have a specific um, you know, number or something in the future. Uh, but we hope just to continue measuring the impact of financial literacy and sharing that impact to hopefully promote uh, financial literacy and convince other people how important it really is. Is there any formality to the group in terms of, do you have a set number of teachers that you meet on, uh, you know, teachers, high school teachers, I mean by that, do you meet like on Wednesdays or is it kind of just as things pop up or um, what's the structure look like today? Yeah, so it's kind of a decentralized model um, and that's the way we've been able to scale so much to other communities. So essentially we reach out to other high schools, to other students and essentially uh, try to convince them to start chapters of students teaching finance. And then we meet with them frequently about implementing it in their communities. But we realize that so many communities are incredibly unique, not only in the community itself, but also the structure of their school, whether it's public, whether it's private, whether, uh, you know, they have K through eight in one building or everything's separated and defrayed throughout a district. So it's very unique to each 
individual communities. So we try to give sort of free reign uh, to the chapters to organize on themselves, but we meet with them frequently and provide mentoring and advice about how to implement the curriculum and the lessons in their communities. And when you're building this, who do you go to when you need some mentorship in terms of how to build the mission? Yeah, so I'd say there are three primary people. The first one is my dad. Uh, He's been a huge help uh, in terms of just creating the organization and uh, thinking through different ideas with me. And I've loved working with him over the last couple of years. Uh, And beyond him, there are two teachers, one at my middle school and one at the high school uh, in Greencastle that I've talked with. So the first one is uh, Mrs. Kara Jadel. She is the economics, personal finance, and broad business teacher at my high school. Um, And so I've worked with her for many, many years, uh, both on students teaching finance and other organizations I'm involved with. And she has been tremendous help in in scaling the organization, working with me, implementing it in my community. And I'm forever grateful for all the help that she's provided. And then the other teacher um, is Mrs. Brittany Labhart, who is a a business teacher at my middle school. And I actually had her, you know, several, several years ago, Uh, but she kind of uh, peaked my interest more into personal finance and from developing the curriculum. And I've actually taught in her classroom several times. Okay. Do you guys talk about money in your own house? Of course, of course, absolutely. Well, uh, I'm very fortunate, like I mentioned, to have parents who've taught me about this. And it's something that whether it's their finances, whether it's my finances, whether it's college coming up, of course, there are so many uh fascinating discussions regarding money that obviously have to be had. Otherwise, of course, people are so uninformed going into these choices. So yeah, we love talking about money in my household and I'd encourage other parents to do too. I know, I think the statistic is 70% of parents don't don't talk with their kids about money. And while it's great that students teaching finance can teach kids in the classroom and hopefully uh, legislation will require that too, I think parents have the biggest impact on students and their financial literacy. Wow, you are a force. That's awesome. Isaac, it's been great having you on the show. We're going to put all your information in the show notes so everyone can get a hold of you. I hope some high school kids are listening to this too. Maybe it prompts them to bring your program to their schools. It's fantastic. You are doing an amazing job. And wow, You are so far beyond your age. It is outstanding. Thanks for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much, Tom. I love talking with you. And I hope uh, your listeners can just learn from some of the experiences regarding financial literacy and its impact on their kids' lives, students' lives, and everyone's lives. It plays such a pivotal role. So thank you again. I hope you enjoyed our episode of Total Sense. A special thank you goes out to Verso Studios at the Westport Library. Tune in for our next Money Chat.